Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. So listeners, Alex and I decided that we're official nerds and we're going to do a getaway book weekend. Readathon! Readathon. So we booked a little cabin. It's a modern treehouse. <laughs> Super cute. A little Airbnb up in Dahlonega. And we're just going to spend the whole weekend reading. Yes. I literally cannot wait for it. Like, I'm, I'm so kind of bummed we had to book this, like, months in advance. But, yes. like... I'm so pumped. It's going to be so good. Should we all read the same book like should we pick a book and make it that readathon or just like we all have books and we talk about our individual books how does one do a -a readathon I feel like we all need to have the same books and then we can see who reads fastest too which is always just a curiosity question where are you where are you (laughs) that would be funny and then probably different mediums too because you know like some people will have like kindle Mm -hmm. versus actual actual books yeah I feel like audiobooks are out. Yeah. Yeah, with multiple people, yeah, you can't do audio. Yeah. But unless we all just like sit around and snuggle and listen to the book together. That could be cute too. I feel like it'd be very hard. I would just want to talk. Pause. Talk. Pause. Talk. (laughs) I think that would be a lot of fun though. Yeah. No, but I loved the way that little treehouse was set up because Mm -hmm. I kept looking at cabins. And I was like, we need a good, like, cozy living room setting yep. so that everybody can be, like, cuddled up with their books and enjoying life. Mm-hmm. But, like, so many cabins, like... They're too big and spread out, I feel like, for It was, like, to be spread cozy. out or it would be, like, one simple couch. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I, we can't do that with multiple people. No. And so I just could not find the right cozy vibe. And so I know that one is just, like, a bunch of bunk beds squished together, but I just thought it was the... The perfect coziness. Perfect cozy vibe. Yeah. So I'm really excited about it. We'll have to pick our book and then like not read. Let's wait to pick a book until we're like two weeks out because yeah. if we pick a book now, I'm not going to be able to like wait to, to read, read it, it. till then. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'll be all excited about it. So. Yeah. But we'll post a photo of the cabin that we're going to on yeah. IG so everybody can be jealous of us. Absolutely. This this won't be for several months, but yeah. Um, Have you guys ever done a readathon before? Yeah, if so, how does it go? <laughs> how do you, how have you done readathons? I imagine lots of snacks are necessary. Yes, but... snacks, wine. But then again, if I drink a lot of wine, I'm not gonna I'm gonna sleep. Oh yeah, naps are not allowed. It's a readathon. <laughs> no, naps are allowed. Um, we'll have to like coordinate. I know naps coordinate conversation times. Ooh, maybe we have like after you read like the first ten chapters. Everybody comes back together and we have like discussions and then everyone goes, we read the next 10 or something like that. I don't know. Something like that. Could be fun. Yeah. It will be fun. That could be fun. It will be. It will be. I'm so excited about it. I know. Me too. I know. I literally, we talked about this and then within like three days, I'm like, okay guys, I found it. We're booking it. Yes. Thank you for your participation. Because One of my best ideas. It is. <laughs> such a good idea. So good. And then though, that thing I sent you where it's like a pillow for your book. Yes. 
that brilliant. We should get them for this trip. We should. So listeners, in case you care, I'm one of those needy people that hates <laughs> to hold their book open. Um, and so I was talking to Alex. I was like, you know how cookbooks have cookbook stands and they just kind of sit there and you can read it. I was like, maybe I should buy a cookbook for my reading books. Yeah. And she's like, no, I have a better thing. And it's this fuzzy pillowy yeah. cookbook holder kind of thing. Yeah. I've seen it where it's almost like, it's like a lap pillow right. to hold your book. And I think it's brilliant. It's totally brilliant. So we either need to get those or, um, cause I get so tired when I'm like laying down reading, trying to like hold my book up oh, yeah. or like hurt my neck craning to the side. Mm-hmm. There's those glasses that where you can lay flat and it like mirrors and you can read your book. Have you seen those? I've seen those. I haven't, I haven't ever tried them. Maybe we get a pair of those for the weekend and we can all take turns <laughs> using it. I don't know. Lots of fun potential reading ideas. Yeah. Should we make gift bags? I feel like we should make say, party bags. I was going to say, should we have bags. shirts or gift? We should need we have some sh- kind of swag. We need to create our own swag bags. <laughs> we need bags. We need shirts. We need book reading pillows. We need creepy mirror glasses. Like, start filling it up. Maybe some cute tumblers. Yes. You know? I'm here for it. Okay, that's that's phase two. That's what I'll start <laughs> planning next. Oh, gosh. That would be so good. It'd be so good. Okay, so this week we are doing do, 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 chapters five through nine, mm-hmm. and we are calling it A Portrait in Snares and Baiting. Oh, so good. Re Farah's painting name. <laughs> Thank you, Farah, for naming our episode for us. Yes. Um, before we dive in, how did you feel reading these chapters? Uh, mixed feelings. Yeah. So everything that Farah's doing is super impressive. Her scheming, it's very Reese-like as we talked about, but I get super uncomfortable reading things or watching movies about things that I know are bad. Like when people are, not bad. It's the one in you. Yeah. So I don't like the fairs being sneaky and planning and conniving. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one in me for sure. (laughs) I'm like, you you shouldn't be doing it this way. So I don't like to see Farrah being bad or not bad, but you know, I know what you mean. She's she's breaking rules. She's scheming. She's being sneaky. That makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. It makes me uncomfortable. That's funny. As a Taurus, (laughs) I love all of it. I'm just like feeding in her like vengeance and rage. I'm like, is it too much? A little no, too much? That's, absolutely as I'm not. Reading it, I'm like, it's a little much, Vera. <laughs> like total destruction is a lot. I mean, is it deserved? I don't know. I think it's a little too much. <laughs> I think it's just right. <laughs> but then again, that is my vengeful heart. Um, well, let's dive in with chapter five. Yep. Um, this for me was like a Mm-hmm. sticker and it was <clears throat> um and it was Feyre has a nightmare mm, keeping yeah. it simple what'd you notice so Feyre's timing and plotting again is impressive I just hate that Lucian is the one that seems to be getting used and played yeah. when really Feyre is trying to destroy Tamlin yeah like I know she thinks that Lucian betrayed her which I mean we've talked about a lot but I don't think he is worthy of all this revenge when it was really Tamlin's doing so. Right. You're so protective of Lucian. <laughs> well, I just don't feel like the wrath is justified towards Lucian. Yeah. Whereas Tamlin's... He's definitely collateral damage right yeah. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just don't like that. Yeah. That makes sense. So, um, Feyre wakes up from a nightmare. And I'll be honest, like, as I was reading this, I was buying 
that she was genuinely having like a nightmare. Mm-hmm. But it turns out, like you said, it was part of her plotting and scheming. Her plotting and scheming. Mm-hmm. So she freaks up from this dream. She runs across the hall to Lucian, mm-hmm. um, seeking some comfort right. after her nightmare. And Lucian is being really like sweet to her. Yeah. So before she wakes up from the nightmare, I thought it was really interesting that she's wearing like a lacy little thing. She like points out that she's wearing a lacy little thing to bed in the spring court. And I'm like, she's not interested in Tamlin. Why is she wearing some yeah. scanty Because thing? she loves herself. It loves herself. Yeah. <laughs> you you can wear lacy little things to bed. That's true. But I just thought it was weird that she was pointing it out. Yeah. Obviously, we come to find out later the whole thing's a ploy. But at right. first, I was like, oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. So she seeks comfort in Lucian in her lacy little thing. Mm-hmm. And Lucian is, of course, shirtless and had just happened to throw some pants on at least yeah and he hugs her and she's sobbing Mm -hmm. and then we hear what's going on yeah and i thought it was interesting this quote didn't have a question mark Mm -hmm. like if you ask someone what's going on yeah it's a question Mm -hmm. it should have a question mark in the sentence oh does it not but it's a period it's what's going on period that's interesting so i think that's a indicator of tamlin's tone yeah where it's it's not really a question Mm -hmm. it's more of an accusation yeah you know That, that is odd so she explains that she had a nightmare, but Tamlin is just very intensely staring at Lucian, like clearly not trusting what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I just was like, Ferris is so brilliant. She goes, I wonder if Lucian had pieced it together, that I had known Tamlin would come to my room tonight after I had given him so many shy touches and glances today. We talked about with the dancing. We're like, why is she doing this now? Right. Uh, so that I had changed into my most indecent nightgown, not for the heat, yeah, not for the heat, but so that when my invisible snares in the house informed me that Tamlin had finally worked up the nerve to come to my bedroom, mm-hmm. I'd look the part. Yeah. A feigned nightmare, the evidence set into place with my thrashed sheets. I'd left Lucian's door open with him too distracted and unsuspecting of why I'd really be there to bother to shut it or notice the shield of hard air I'd placed around the room so that he wouldn't hear or scent Tamlin as he arrived. And I was just like, this was so thought out. So brilliant. Yeah. So, and she says, because Tamlin says, what are you doing, basically? And she says, a nightmare. I'd told Tamlin I was a nightmare, preying Mm -hmm. on what Tamlin had feared for my very first days here. I had not forgotten that long ago fight he'd picked with Lucian, the warning he'd given him to stop flirting with me, to stay away, the fear that I'd preferred the redheaded lord over him and that it would threaten every plan he had. Back off, he'd told Lucian. I was like, I don't even remember that conversation. How does Fair yeah. remember that? I just thought it was crazy. And I was like, is he really that threatened? He thinks Lucian's going to try to get with Fair or that Fair is going to try to get with Lucian after everything know. that's gone on, you know? But see, I mean, he's, like, him and Feyre have not been close for a while. Like, he messed up. So I'm sure that, like, insecurity in him is... I'm sure. Especially heightened by it. Mm -hmm. It's like, why is she seeking comfort from him and not me? I know. It's because he failed her, but it's fine. Mm -hmm. All right. Anything else for Chapter 5? Um, the way it ends, she said, there was more work to do. Mm-hmm. Like, Farrah is taking this role seriously about truly destroying this court from yeah. the inside out. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Chapter six. Here we go. Um, so I said, Farrah and Lucian take Highburn's commanders back to the wall. Mm. What'd you notice? 
freaking Ianthe, man. Freaking Ianthe! Oh my gosh. I was like, this girl is just going to try and keep getting back in the spotlight and making herself seem important when in reality she isn't. And also Lucian, he really did do everything he could to help Feyre when like get out of the bargain with Reese when she was in the spring court, which we didn't really realize, you know, back then. Yeah. Um, and I knew that he had good intentions. I'm just glad Farrah is starting to see that maybe he was on her side, even if like he didn't always make the best decisions. Yeah. Um, so. So. Hi, Anthe. Still pissed at Farrah for stealing her time in the spotlight. She said, I, Anthe, breezed in, carefully avoiding acknowledging me as if I was indeed the blinding sun that had been stolen from her. <laughs> this girl's ridiculous. She really is. And so um, she comes in to let them know that, like, the land is dying. She's afraid of the Nagas coming right. back, like, making this huge deal about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are you up to? I know. And then she kind of pushes back on Farrah because Farrah's like, oh, like, we can just check them on our way out. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> she knows, obviously, what's going on. Um, and Ianthe pushes back by suggesting Tamlin go with them to the second hole in the wall today. And Farrah replies, I don't need an escort. Let him unravel the layers of defensiveness in that statement. Yep. But I just was like, I was so pissed because Ianthe, it says, especially as Ianthe murmured to Tamlin, perhaps you should go, my friend. I'm like, bitch. Mm-hmm. No. Again, Obviously, Farah has no interest in him. They're done. In no way am I being protective of Tamlin. But there's a part of me who's like, who do you think you are? Like, she's right there. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't upstage her. You're not more powerful than her. I know. Sorry. Get over yourself. Yeah. Driving me crazy. Um... And then Ianthe suggests Tamlin give Rhysand his family's wings back. Oh, my breath, like, was like, what? I know. I was like, he, she knows? He knows? But Tamlin admits, I burned them a long time ago. I could have sworn there, and then Farrah's, like, she says, I could have sworn there was something like remorse. Remorse and shame in his words. Mm. Oh. I was like, oh. But, I mean, it makes sense that he would be remorseful and shameful, considering Reese had, you know, at one time been his friend, and he basically betrayed him. So yeah. I could see why. Honestly, I... I see why he burned them because if he did, it'd be a constant reminder of that betrayal. Exactly. And I wouldn't want that in the house either. No. To be confronted with the shitty things you do, how? Never. 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 <laughs> Having to reconcile with our bad decisions? What? I know. It's fine. I'm fine. Um, do, do, do. So, Ianthe, in response to that, she says, too bad. He might have paid handsomely for them. And then Feyre thinks, my limbs ached with the effort of not leaping over the table to smash her head into the marble floor. Mm. And I just, I felt that. Yeah. I was like, this bitch, I'm so over her. Yes. So, um, Feyre's chatting with Lucian, and Lucian confronts the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and why Tamlin is being so sensitive. And he says, I think it's made worse because you haven't... I mean, you haven't, right? Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, well, <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. So Farrah says, as I pull away, Tamlin merely fixed Lucian with a look. Any trace of that guilt gone. His claws slid free, embedding in the scarf-like wood of his chair's arms. Be careful. None of us pretended it was anything but a threat. Mm. I'm like, is he real? I just, I can't believe Tamlin is so worried that he's threatening Lucian, it seems like he's almost threatening Farah too. I know he's talking to Lucian yeah. in this point, but I just, ugh. 
Yeah. Like, get over it. Uh, we also learn more about Tamlin's temper tantrums. Yeah. Um, so specifically the day that he received that letter from her. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, you know, he had destroyed the room. That's when her room had been trashed. Yep. Um, and it said that he also killed the sentries who'd been on guard. Mm-hmm. After he got that last bit of information from them, he executed them in front of everyone in the manor. And she goes, you didn't stop him? And Lucian says, I tried. I begged him for mercy. He didn't listen. He couldn't listen. And Feyre says, the sentries didn't try to stop him either. And Lucian says, they didn't dare. Feyre, he's a high lord. He's a different breed. And I'm just like, this man in his temper is unreal. It's ridiculous. Like, it's, uh, to kill sentries before delivering a message, it's like you don't shoot the messenger. And it's also, I'm just like... Part of me is like Farah, like he's he's destroying this shit on his own. Right. Like honestly, you, you could leave and it's yeah. gonna crumble by himself because mm-hmm. he's such a mess. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um but I like that Farah seems to have no problem telling Lucian kind of what she thinks of Tamlin. Yeah. She tells him, He can also be a pain in my ass. If you yield to him on every bit of paranoia and territoriality, you'll just make it worse. Yeah. So They I, definitely have like an honest even, even though she's, she's lying, but there's an right. honesty there. Yeah, which I can appreciate. Yeah. Um, oh, and they're saying all of this mm-hmm. in the tent that they're sharing together. Right. Which is like, uh. also, I think, part of her plan. Right, of course. Yeah. Um, then Farrah asks about getting out of the deal with Highburn. Mm. Um, and Lucian advises, no, the king of Highburn crafted his bargain with Tamlin too cleverly. Oh, this is regarding, like, Tamlin getting out of oh, their right. bargain with Highburn. Um, he says, no, the king of Highburn crafted this bargain with Tamlin too cleverly, too clearly. Magic bound them. Magic will strike him if he does not allow Highburn into these lands. It will claim his own powers, maybe kill him. Magic is all about balance. It's why he couldn't interfere with your bargain with Resand. Even the person who tries to sever the bargain faces consequences. If he'd kept you here, the magic that bound you to Reese might have made it might have come to claim his life as payment for yours, or the life of someone else he cared about. It's old magic, old and strange. So it's just interesting to kind of learn more about how magical bargains work. Yeah. And then it just kind of made me think about, you know, when Reese and Moore were talking when they took Pharaoh away when she was freaking out or whatever, that um he was saying like we did everything by the book or she said we did everything by the book so there would be no consequences so i'm kind of yeah i'm like oh like if they hadn't taken her by the book would he have lost somebody that he cared about like what kind of would have happened because they broke the deals of the bond that's true so i was like oh that makes sense why they were so adamant about doing it by the book i didn't even think about that that's oh my gosh you're right yeah bargains are serious man i know that's why they say don't make them (laughs) Gotta listen to Alice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, Lucian tells her that he went to the day court to try to find a way to help Feyre mm. um, out of the bargain. And I was like, what a sweetheart. Unfortunately, they were too slow for Tamlin, so that's why Tamlin went ahead and made the deal with Highburn. Yeah. Um, he said, we were backed into a corner with no options, none. It was either go to war with the night court and Highburn or ally with Highburn, let them try to stir up trouble, and then use that alliance to our own advantage further down the road. So... I was like, I don't really know if those were the only two choices you had, but I think to Tamlin, yeah. those were the only two choices that he yeah, had. So. I agree. 
if we had a little bit of creativity, we might have found an alternative. <laughs> right. We could have waited, I don't know, maybe one more month. I don't know. I just... don't know. So um, they wake up the next morning in this tent, mm-hmm. and they're still traveling with the Highburn crew to the wall. Yep. And as they're traveling, they run into some people that we haven't seen in a really long time. Yeah. The children of the blessed. I was like, I totally forgot about them. I know. They were really only in book one for, what, 12 seconds when Nesta was... In, like, Nesto the first, was... like, the couple of chapters. Yeah. Like, maybe chapter two. Yeah, because Nesta was all <laughs> pissy at them and everything. Yeah. So I was like, oh, like, they came back. Here, yeah, we're here. Yeah. Um, Anything else for you in chapter six? Yeah, I just want to point out that Branna, is that how we're saying her name? The Yeah. Yeah, Branna. So um, Farrah's kind of talking with her and... Branna says that autumn court males have fire in their blood and they fuck like it too. And now Farah can't stop thinking about Elaine being with Lucian and the fire and what, like what that entails. And I think she's just like worried for Elaine and being mated with Lucian. I also honestly kind of look at it more as like Elaine's her sister. Mm -hmm. Lucian as like shitty as he's been in some ways Mm -hmm. is still like very much a brother figure to her. Yeah. And you don't want to think about your siblings or your friends. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't want to think about that. Like, so I took it more as, like, her, like, cringing at the idea of that because it's, I like... I could see that, too. I don't, like... I wouldn't want to be thinking about that. No. So, anywho. Anything else? No, that was it for six. All right. Chapter seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, the children of the blessed make an appearance and cause a rift in the camp. Yeah. What'd you notice? A jury in... Seems to be defending Reese, which I was definitely not expecting. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, the children of the blessed just seem to be asking for trouble. They but really it seems do. like trouble found them instead. Oh, it did. Yeah. So immediately when they run into the children of the blessed, the highborn people are like basically licking their lips. They're like so excited. Yeah, it said Branna and Dagden look like they just found second breakfast waiting for them. Ugh. That doesn't sound good. I was like, Do you eat people? I mean, I mean, I know initially in the first book, they had fears of Faye eating yeah. people and were like, do they really eat people? And, you know, whole first book, whole second book, we don't see anything about eating people. Right. Third book, uh, apparently maybe. they eat people. Maybe things are done differently so in these, these fears were justified. Yeah. Only took us three books to find that out, but, you know. <laughs> um, but so Feyre really steps up and kind of like, goes into the children of the blessed minds mm-hmm. and helps convince them that they need to leave. Yeah. Um, which is good because before that they were very insistent about staying. Right. And I almost just wanted to shake them. I was like, you're being so dumb. Walk away. So I'm really glad Feyre kind of like took charge there. Yeah. Um, and she also, um, in that same note, takes charge of almost like the group as a whole. Cause mm-hmm. she looks to Branna and says, if you pursue them, then you and I will have a problem. In emphasis, I dragged mental talents down her own shield. Mm-hmm. So it's like she's definitely trying to be like, I'm in charge here. You leave them alone. Yeah. And so I appreciate her taking power in that way. I do too. And Jurian thanks Feyre, which yeah. again, I thought he's just kind of, he's not what I'm expecting in his interactions on this little trip. Yeah. So clearly he seems to know that she altered their minds in order to protect them. Um, but I'm like, why is he grateful? Cause isn't he aligned with Highburn? Yeah. After all, you know, definitely lots of questions. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he's also 
like a little bit pissed at these humans. He said, 500 years ago, they'd have been flogged for that nonsense. We were slaves and whores and laborers for millennia. Men and women fought and died so we'd never have to serve them again. Yet there they are in those costumes, unaware of the danger, the history. And I, I mean, I get why he's pissed. I, I think these humans are idiots thinking, oh, no, these are just lovely fairies. We can live amongst them. Right. Like, no, there's so much history. But granted, we don't know how much of that history was really shared with the humans to begin with but even still i get why he's pissed at them Mm -hmm. just dumb kids they really are Mm -hmm. um so she gets to have like a really like interesting heart to heart with jurian Mm -hmm. um so he kind of talks a little bit about the war and what happened on from his perspective with miriam yeah and why he's you know so focused on her right now Mm -hmm. and um so they they have a conversation about revenge, and Jerry kind of makes a comment, like, he knows what she's doing, but yeah. he's also keeping it quiet. Yeah. And Feyre tries to spin it on, like, oh, no, I want revenge against, like, Reese one day. Mm-hmm. And this quote is just, like, epic. It's amazing. So Jurian says, um, that's what they all say when they pretend he's a sadistic murderer. You forget I knew him in the war. You forget he risked his legion to save Miriam from our enemy's fort. That's how Amarantha captured him, you know. Reese knew it was a trap for Prince Draken, so Reese went against orders and marched in his whole legion to get Miriam out. For his friend, for my lover, and for that bastard Draken's sake. Reese sacrificed his legion in the process, got all of them captured and tortured afterward. Yet everyone insists Reesand is soulless, wicked, but the male I knew was the most decent of them all. Better than that prick prince. You don't lose that quality, no matter the centuries, and Reese was too smart to do anything but have the vilification of his character be a calculated move. And yet here you are, his mate, the most powerful high lord in the world lost his mate, and has not yet come to claim her, even when she's defenseless in the woods. Perhaps that because perhaps that's because Reesand has not lost you at all but rather unleashed you upon us. Hmm. I, yeah. Uh, I just, there's so much going on there. I know. But also I'm like, if Jurian knows all of that. Right. Why isn't he saying anything? Why isn't he saying anything? Obviously he's scheming too. Everybody's scheming in Everybody's this Everybody's scheming. Is it giving you anxiety? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, why can't you all just say and do what you're supposed to be doing? Oh. But so, I just... Well, it's interesting that he thinks so highly of Reese when Reese and the inner circle seem to think so low of Jurian. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that's interesting. I'm thinking there's more to the story, and maybe they're only seeing the one side of it because they're friends with Miriam, so maybe they see so much negative in Jurian. Yeah. When it kind of seems like he's, I don't know, he clearly wants to protect humans, so maybe he he's just not fully seen by everybody. Yeah, and I would say... I think war brings out the worst in people. Right. And so, like, you know, the reason Jurian is, like, so hated by, like, Miriam and several others is because of what he did to Clithia, Amaranth's mm-hmm. sister. Right. And and the trouble all of that caused. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also, like, a product of the war they were all in. Like, right. I think within the context of that war, it's like, did it make sense to him? Like, is he really, like evil like right. i don't know like to your point like there's definitely some more to be understood here in right. terms of like why did he do that and mm-hmm. like what all happened around it well it's because you know and he was trying to get information about amarantha so yeah. it seems almost reese like 
how yeah i mean he's pretending tortures to be the, people right he's pretending to be the bad guy to get information but yeah he might be the good guy we don't know i don't know interesting jurian mm-hmm. is very curious to me yeah i also like for like I forgot that Jurian fought with Reese. Right. Like, I just, like you said, I think you said this, like, in the finale. It was like, the last time we saw him, he was a finger and an eye. Like, that's it. So it was like, I think I just associated him with that. Mm -hmm. But I didn't associate that to, like, the war 500 years ago. Right. He was a finger and an eye for 500 years. For 500 years. Terrible. Oh, my gosh. But so it's like, you think about, like, people having like moved on and I guess like right in Fey world mm-hmm. people live much longer right. but like the concept of like knowing what a person was like 500 years ago is crazy to me that is crazy and also Jurian didn't get to do anything in those 500 years yeah. it's like he had this whole life and then he didn't really exist but he watched everything for 500 years for 500 years and now he's back it's just really I can bizarre. Imagine him being a little crazy because of that too. Obviously, yes. <laughs> and every time Farah is talking to Jurian about Miriam, she mentions that he's got this crazed look in his eye. Yeah. So I mean, I'm sure there's crazy in there when you're trapped for 500 years. I imagine. So, yeah. So they, um, <clears throat> so they spend another night in the tent, mm-hmm. but had a bit of a rude awakening. Yeah. They, so, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, they awake to the smell of blood. Ugh. Which, turns out, the Hybern Royals crossed the wall in the middle of the night and brought back the three humans to torture and kill them. So they really wanted humans for breakfast, apparently. It's just really disappointing, and it's definitely, like, um, like a punch in the gut against, like, Feyre's power there it's like she has no authority basically no authority at all and they're making that very known and that they had no problem just doing what they wanted exactly which i think in terms of like an alliance not the best not the best thing to do i like lucian he calls it um an immortal temper tantrum basically because they don't like to be denied right what a what a temper tantrum it's terrible but then what they did to them just look or looks sounds horrific it will it's not mm-hmm. like they just killed them like they tortured them and like tore right. them apart similar to how what they did to claire basically right. under Which the mountain makes sense because amarantha is from hybern's court from Hyber- yep so but i love that pharaoh wants to bury them it's so human of her i know so i love that she still has that side and like she's thought so process. compassionate yeah she said i surveyed the clearing ahead considered everything at stake then we send them another sort of message mm. she says a solution i'm like what what is the message you're trying to send, Farah and Lucian? Exactly. I'm like, what are you going to do? I know. And we find out real quick. Mm-hmm. Chapter 8. Yes. Uh, so, summary for this, as I said, Tamlin plays right into Farah's schemes as she causes further division in the night court. This chapter made me, like, so angry. I was like, no, oh. Tamlin! I know. He was given a second chance with Farah to try and, like, do things correctly. Yeah. But he just goes and does the same thing. He screws up because of his incessant need for control. Yeah. I just feel bad that someone's need for control is that deep that they will knowingly just do the wrong thing to try to maintain that control. Yeah. I think that was, like, so hard for me to see in this chapter, especially when we talk about, I think it was, like, in the first book, how Tamlin was saying that, you know, had he been around for the war 500 years ago, he would have chosen to be on the right side fighting, like, for humans. And then he does something like this, and I was like, this is 
that opportunity where it's like you're put in that hard spot yep. and you chose to do the wrong thing. Yeah, he chose to have his pride win out. Right. So I was like, would you have actually fought on the right side of history? I don't think so. I don't With think so. The way your whole family was on the other side. I was like, this yeah. is just proof that it's so much easier. Like, words are so much easier than actions. Right. And it's like, like don't get me wrong. Like, mm-hmm. Tamlin is caught between a rock and a hard place For in a lot sure. of these scenarios. Yeah. Like, I don't envy some of these decisions he's making, mm-hmm. but to your point, you know, you you have a chance to make the right choice. Right. And you're not doing it. I know. <sighs> so, Lucian and Tamlin, or, sorry, Lucian and Feyre get back to the manor, and Tamlin is mad. Granted, we don't know why yet, but it seems like Feyre is trying to get people to hear that Tamlin only cares about High Fae, like the way the conversation's going, um, mm-hmm. and not the humans or other fairies. So yeah. Just like the way she's phrasing it is is interesting to read. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. She said, the loss of any life on either side is a personal connection, or is it only High Fae lives that matter to you? And I'm like, snap, girl! I like, know. It's like, no, the, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. fine. Well, again, it's the same point of, like... Right. You would not choose the right side. No. You wouldn't choose the right side. I know. But I love the revenge they took. Again, my my vengeful Taurus heart just, like, cried with joy. This revenge was totally justified. I'm all for <laughs> this, like, this revenge against yes. Highburn's people. So they sent the Boggy after them. Yes. What? Ah! I was like, they literally went to hunt the Boggy <laughs> and lure it back to go after them. Oh my gosh i was like wow that's a that's pretty intense revenge because that's the one it. that's invisible yeah i was like how did you how do you find it that's my <laughs> question i was like this is an invisible creature that's only there if you i don't know like accept that it's there or whatever i was like how do you lure this thing i don't know either i thought that was a really interesting because in the naga i could see you could lead them but this invisible creature yeah but very creative also i'm thinking did tampon kill the boggy there might the be more it might be similar true. to like the naga where it's like we call it the boggy but in reality there's like it's just a, a species yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's my guess at least that makes more sense yeah um but i love that in this moment lucian is like standing up yes he also. defends Farah. mm-hmm and Farah's defending him too she says mm-hmm. like you don't get to speak to me like that like you don't get like you need to be nicer to him like mm-hmm. she's just she's like no, I'm not dealing with your crap either. Yeah, she says, don't you talk down to me. Not after what I went through to get back here to you, to our people. You think any of us are happy to be working with Highburn? You think I don't see it in their faces? The question of whether I am worth the dishonor of it? Mm. You sold us out to get me back. You hoard us out to, ta- to Highburn. Forgive me if I am now trying to regain some, some of what we lost. They hunted down and butchered those humans for sport. You might be willing to get on your knees for Highburn, but I certainly am not. I was like, Whoa. oh my god. And I love how she's emphasizing I. Like yep. I'm this way. And then it's like we are people, but she's like, I'm doing things. I'm doing things. Yeah. Not we are doing things. I totally agree. And I just the fact that she put this as like, I'm trying to regain some control. It's almost like mm-hmm. she's trying to clean up. It's like, Tamlin, I'm trying to clean up your mistakes. Right. And I just, I love that. Right. And she's saying it loud enough that other people are hearing. Yep. Um, And in classic Tamlin fashion, he throws another tantrum. Explodes. The room explodes again. Yep. Farrah totally baited him to do this. And she just wanted there to be an audience. Yes. She chose not. I will say, though, it's like, did she bait him to do this? Yes. Mm -hmm. But every single word she said 
true is so true and deserved right for sure but she chose not to protect herself with her powers which is totally clever totally clever um so that she'd get injured and tamlin would have to see what he did and that other people would see what he did so just to get them you know more on her side yeah she said and if i could have painted that moment i would have named it a portrait in snares and baiting which is the title of our section today because it was too good too good I love, too, how Lucian just came in immediately and went to take care of her. Yes. And Tamlin just kind of was, like, left standing there. Yeah. He didn't even... Nothing. No. So. Hee <laughs> hee. Oh, man. But, yeah, that's one of the ones that, like, makes me uncomfortable because it's, like, I know you're baiting him and I know everything mm. is true, but I'm, like, I don't want people to fail and yeah bring out the worst in each other. I would never want people to bring out the worst side of others. Yeah. And that's what she's doing in this case. So it just ooh, it makes me, like, cringe as I read. Yeah. But you know what? If he learned how to control his temper, I totally she might agree. not be able to do these Like things. I said, this is justified. Yes. Just, ugh. I don't like it. I know. But I do at the same time. <laughs> You're like, I don't, but I do. I know. Uh, so we get a quick check-in from Reese mm-hmm. just to make sure that she's okay. Yep. Um, And they're like sending like mental pictures back to each other. Mm-hmm. And did you catch this at the end of that section? Oh, I did. <laughs> I had, I didn't, ever, I never caught that before. I was reading this and I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? What? <laughs> okay. Miss you too, Reese. Yeah. Oh, so next day, um, I thought it was interesting. So we know she's suppressing her healing powers, as yeah. she said, so that she can keep like the scars and the bruising and everything like that. Um, but I thought it was interesting that she's surprised that she still hasn't healed the next day. Oh, maybe it's like she like forgot. Yeah. So I'm like, I know, like, I thought she was in more control of her powers than that. So I know she's suppressing the healing powers, but she's surprised. And I was mm. like, huh, why are like, you know your own powers. Shouldn't you just heal yourself then if you're still... Maybe she's, she's like, like, fully... Yeah, but she's like, it's working to my advantage that they're still not healed. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But also, like, wow. Like, what? I was like, what's going on? We wake up and she's like, there's a sentry strung up between two posts outside. Yeah. I was like, wait, wh- why? Yeah, what? it's like, what happened no. while we were sleeping? So his keys were the ones that went missing. And he was found asleep on his post last night, which jeopardized the safety of everybody in the manor. Yes. Well, and I think, like, some Naga, like... Got in. Got in. Right. And they they chased them off. They took care of it. Mm -hmm. Everything was fine. Right. But now he's being punished for, like, his neglect, essentially. He said, it could not go unpunished, not with the Hybern royals here seeking any signs of weakness. Yep. Um, But this becomes... A very interesting power struggle. Yeah. So, um, he, so T- Tamlin is, you kind of like laying out what the charges were. Mm-hmm. And Ianthe kind of like decides the verdict, apparently, as a priestess, she gets to do that and says like that he has to have 21 lashes, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Feyre made her move. She slid my power into the bound sentry's mind and freed the memory I'd coiled up tightly in his head. Freed his tongue, too. It was her, he panted, jerking his chin, his chin to Ianthe. She took the keys. So now we got an Ianthe accusation in here. Freaking Ianthe. I'm like, you staged this whole thing just she to, totally like, did. get control of power again. I'm like, yep. you're not more powerful than Farrah. Just let it be. Yes. 
So Ianthe is like denying, denying, denying. Mm-hmm. And Feyre is very much like, I will hear his story. Like, you need to let him speak. And she like, she said to Feyre, with all due respect, milady, it's not your judgment to make. Mm. And I'm just like, girl, like, you can't keep him. Sa-. And it's one of those things where it's like, you're making yourself look more guilty. That's, you say that's things her, like that. That's her whole point. So she said, you'll take the word of a sentry over that of a high priestess. <sighs> the guards shifted on their feet at the insult, the tone. Even if they had not already trusted their fellow sentry, from her words alone, they realized her guilt. I yeah. looked to Tamlin then, saw his eyes sharpen as well, with understanding. Too many protests from Ianthe. It's like, by saying all these things, you're in, indicting yourself, basically. You really are. It's like, just, ah, Yeah. But I was like, Farrah is so clever for the way she's phrasing all this to get her. She's yes. not admitting it, but she's basically convicting herself. Yes. And then, so I felt like in that moment, we were starting to get like a turn mm-hmm. towards the sentry's favor. Right. Of like, oh, maybe they will listen to him. Mm-hmm. Maybe he won't be punished in right. the same way. But then Branna, mm. she murmurs a pathetic. Right. So that everyone can hear. And Tamlin shifts right back. She says, Farrah says, and like I gambled, Tamlin's need for control, for strength, won out. Ianthe was too important an ally to risk isolating. The word of a low century, no, it did not matter as much as hers. Like, no, Tamlin. He just can't get it right. Oh, you had the opportunity to do the right thing, and you still chose wrong. Yeah. And it says, oh. there was a heartbeat of hesitation from Bronn, who Tamlin asked for the bit from. Right. As if the shock of Tamlin's orders had rippled through him, through all the guards, siding with Ianthe over them, his sentries, who had gone over the wall again and again to try to break that curse from him, who had gladly done it, gladly died, hunted down as those wolves for him. And the wolf I'd felled, Andres, he'd gone willingly too. Tamlin had sent them all over, and not all of them had come back. They had gone willing, willingly, yet this, this was his thanks, his gratitude, his trust. And I, like, I wasn't even thinking about it in that way. Like, yeah. I was like, these are your people. Like, right. you should trust them. These are your guards. Like, this chick's not important. But, like, she's right. Like, they were dying for him. Right. Like, actively, knowing the whole point of them crossing the wall was to die. Yeah. And they just did it willingly because of their, like, love for him. I'm like, how could you do that to them? Oh, my gosh. How? How are you? Oh, I just. I, like, that perspective shifts it even further into, I know. like, you're so dumb. Like, what are you and thinking? who cares if Hybern thinks you're weak? You've already made the deal. That's yeah. my thought. At this point, it doesn't matter. They're, they're still going to find whichever hole in the wall they want. Yeah. It doesn't change anything if they think you're weak. Yeah. It's his pride. Right. Um, so one last thing for me that mm-hmm. I just thought was really like poetically written is as Tamlin is now dispensing justice mm-hmm. and whipping um, the sentry, it said, The thunderous crack as it cleaved the air snapped through the barracks, through the estate, through the very foundations of the court. So it's like a f- this physical action mm-hmm. is also like metaphorically just like, cracking this court into you. Oh, yeah. And I just thought that was a very poetic way of putting it really is. what just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, chapter nine. Mm-hmm. So last chapter for today, um, I put, I made myself giggle. Um, with another trip to the wall, Feyre tells Ianthe how she really feels. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate that. 
Um, first off, I love Alice. I'm always oh, going to love Alice. Team Alice I forever. Know. Secondly, yay, Farrah is going back to the Night Court. <laughs> and she will have like, destroy- destroyed the Spring Court in the process. And mm. thirdly, obviously things don't go to plan. Because freaking Ianthe. Freaking Ianthe. I feel always. like that's her name. I always say freaking Ianthe before. <laughs> it's just a two-part name now, I guess. Yeah, her first name's actually freaking. Yeah. In case anyone didn't know that. Um. Yeah. Ugh, it's the worst. So you can definitely tell starting this chapter that there's been like a shift in energy with the centuries. Oh, for sure. Um, I thought it was really interesting. So it had Bronn and Hart were escorting her back to the estate. Mm-hmm. And she said, then they spoke the words I'd been waiting for. They were sorry they hadn't stopped any of it either. Not just today, but the bruise is now fading at last. And the other incidents. If I had asked them, they would have handed me their own knives to slit their throats. And so you can just see, like, the trust yeah. has completely left Hamlin. Oh, yeah. And is fully with Pharaoh. They're right now. loyal. They respect Pharaoh because she's also checking on, you know, the century yeah, that was Yeah, she was, was nursing him back to hell. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah. But you know what? I know Pharaoh's scheming mm-hmm. throughout all of this. But I feel like in those moments, that was Farrah being herself. Yeah. Because, like, Farrah would not... I think she was... I think she had gambled that Tamlin would Do that. side with Ianthe. Mm-hmm. But I think it said in that last chapter that she, like, didn't think that he would be going through with... Like, it would have gotten to this point where he, this poor sentry would be hurt in the process. Right. And I know her reaction. She, like, grabs Lucian's arm and, like, yeah. you know, puts her hand on her, like, neck. And she's like, this wasn't even staged kind of yeah. thing. It was genuine. Yeah. So, so it's it's nice to see even amidst the scheming. Yeah. She's still. She's still Farah. So then Alice is kind of in her room with her. She's, you know, doing her hair. And she tells Farah that she's leaving for the summer court tomorrow. Yeah. And Farah tells her not to tell Tarquin that she's friends with her because she has a blood <laughs> ruby with her name on it, which just makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, and Alice is obviously like, whoa, what did you do? I'd be so curious. The fact that she doesn't ask what she did, I'm like, oh, you have so much restraint. I'd be so I curious. I could, I could not ask, be like, what? I know. But Alice says, blood rubies are no. You will always have one friend in the summer court. And Farrah responds, and you will always have one in mine. She knew which court I meant and did not look afraid. <laughs> hmm. I'm like, Alice is so observant. She really is. She's such a good friend to Farrah. I know. Um, so we are traveling mm-hmm. to the wall again. Yep. And I really appreciated um, some of Farah's internal dialogue as they were traveling. Mm-hmm. She said, my goal was bigger than revenge. My purpose greater than personal retribution. And then she said again a little bit later, I wasn't sure I'd been born with the ability to forgive, not for terrors inflicted on those I loved. For myself, I didn't care, not nearly as much. But there was some fundamental pillar of steel in me that could not bend or break in this, could not stomach the idea of letting these people get away with what they'd done. Yeah. And I just very much connected with that part. Yeah, no, that part I definitely connected with. Yeah. Um, and more internal monologue, too. Um, not a quote or anything, but I just like that, um, you know, Farrah's been pissed at Lucian this whole time, but even still, like, she definitely cares about him, I think, more so than anybody else in the spring court. Oh, yeah. And she actively chooses to share a tent with Ianthe so that Lucian doesn't have to because she knows yeah. what Ianthe's done to Lucian. And I was yeah. like, that's so sweet of She's her. She's so thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Even in her revenge, she's right. thoughtful. Yeah. 
So then Farrah has an interesting conversation with the Highburn twins. Mm-hmm. Um, they tell her, they're like talking about the cauldron and you know, Farrah's doing that whole, oh, like I'm innocent. Let me just ask like random questions to gather information. Um, and they were way more forthcoming with information and just about the cauldron specifically because we really don't know much about it. Um, they tell her the cauldron is not for transporting grunt armies. It is for remaking worlds. It is mm. for bringing down this hideous wall and reclaiming what we were. Um, they also tell her that there are about 200,000 soldiers in their army, which I was like, wow, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> and then they say the cauldron is victory. It will wipe this world clean again. So I'm kind of wondering, I'm like, what are you planning on doing with this cauldron? Right. Like, it's remaking worlds. It'll wipe this world clean again. I was like, are you just going to use it to destroy like all humanity are you getting rid of all fey except your group i've never understood villains who are like i want to destroy everything i'm like even yourself like what because i feel like sometimes villains will do this and be like you're gonna die too but for some reason it's okay it's part of the plan so that's the vibe i was getting from this is i was like your plan is just to destroy everything is that what it is i'm thinking is it... everything except like highburn yeah maybe but then it it's be like, like contained to a land maybe but then it's like okay if you destroy everything else yes you have all these great resources but you have nobody to like work the land you have no way to get the resources from all these places it's, it's not like, logical how do you plan on repopulating <laughs> how do you plan on getting all everything it's just crazy to me yeah so i don't know i just thought that was interesting the the cauldron is more than just you know changing humans into immortals it can destroy everything it's right so powerful it really is well i mean it created everything right isn't that the so but that's what they say everything yeah. came from the cauldron so um i was really impressed in pharaoh's sort of like internal monologue she mm-hmm. talks a little bit about everything that she's accomplished while she's been here and mm-hmm. i was like whoa so she said I had numbers, I had a purpose, I had a specific location and the names of foreign territories. But more than that, I had a people who had lost faith in who had lost faith in their high priestess. I had centuries who were beginning to rebel against their high lord. And as a result of those things, I had Highburn royals doubting the strength of their allies here. I primed this court to fall. And I was just like, dang girl. She did a lot. She wasn't even lot. there that long. I know. I feel like she's been there like a month or two. Maybe. maybe. So, so I was impressed. Yeah. And while everyone is busy doing something else, we learn Farrah's plan to escape. Yeah. I was like, yes, you're going back. This is home. I was going home. Mm. Yes, you are. So basically she is like everything in place except the final straw that will break the spring court from the inside out, which we learned she's laid the plan in a century's mind back at the spring court. So basically mm-hmm. like upon returning to the manor, They'll advise that Farah fled for her life from the Highburn Royals, and Tamlin and Ianthe did nothing to help protect Farah. Yeah, the final straw. Mm-hmm. Um, so Farah's starting to make her way out, the mm-hmm. last piece of the plan. Yep. And then she hears Lucian say, back off. Mm. Oh, this part. I know. So Farah investigates, and she comes to find Ianthe mm-hmm. with Lucian. Yep. And Lucian in those blue manacles that take away power. I was, oh my gosh, it's so much. And I'm like, she really cares about Lucian yeah. to come back and try to save him. But also I was like, maybe it's not so much Lucian. It's the fact that Ianthe did this to Reese. And yeah. maybe she's seeing like Reese in this situation. And she's trying to prevent that from happening again. Yep. And also these chains. I'm like, how desperate is Ianthe that she yep. traps First off, how did she get Lucian in these also, chains? Also, where's Tamlin? I, the great question. 
but how did she get Lucian in these chains? I was like, you're a high priestess. He's Lucian has powers. <laughs> Apparently not good enough. Apparently not. But so I'm like, how desperate are you that you trap this guy in yep. chains to try to basically rape him? And also it's like, Andy, what what do you think is going to happen after this if you succeed? Like, you think Lucian's going to be quiet? Right. You're going to take off these chains and he's just going to like walk back happy? No. No. So. Ugh. But Farah, I'm so proud of her. Like this, this moment, I was happy with her. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. So she kind of like comes in as Ianthe is like about to like jump Lucian. Mm-hmm. And this was when she comes in and she says, that's enough. Mm. And Ianthe's trying to act like they're playing a game and still has her hands all over Lucian. Mm-hmm. And then she strikes. Oh. It was so good. Not with my knives or magic, but my mind. And she just like straight up took control over oh. Ianthe. Yeah. Like Ianthe's doing everything she tells her to do, which is nuts. I know. She's like, stop. Put your hand on the rock. Pick up this rock. Oh. Uh, she says, you are. N- oh, so basically she has her smash her own hand. Whoa. I don't like this. It's uh, gross, but I love it. I know. <laughs> Smashing her own hand with a rock. And she says, you're allowed to see a healer to set the bones, but not to erase the scarring. And every time you look at that hand, you are going to remember that touching people against their will has consequences. And if you do it again, everything you are will cease to exist. You will live with that terror every day and never know where it originates. Only the fear of something chasing you, hunting you, waiting for you the instant you let your guard down. So intense. Everything you are will cease to exist. I'm like, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah. Like you're literally going to erase this person's entire being. Well, that's, I mean, it seems deserved, but also that's intense. It's very intense. So. So in that sense, she stops Ianthe and kind of like makes eye contact with Lucian and Lucian is kind of like, what? Like what the hell just happened? And from behind, we hear a voice and it says, the word you're looking for, Lucian, is Daymati. And the creepy hybrid twins with, um... No, it's just the creepy hybrid twins are just standing behind them. I know. I was like, they just saw this whole thing. And oh boy, what is going to happen? And that's where we end. I know. I was like, come on, really? Yeah. Ah, I just like, I'm so intrigued because I remember in the first book, like when, when Feyre had the, had first trapped the surreal Mm -hmm. and the Naga appeared and she's screaming. Right. Tamlin like heard. Mm Mm-hmm. And came to help her. Right. So we know he has very good hearing. So I'm just like, I keep asking myself, like, where's where's Tamlin right now? Right. Is he going to hear any of this? Is he going to show up? Is her plan going to be all messed up? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? So that's chapter nine. Maybe he's on his way. Maybe that's going to be the beginning of ten. I don't know, but we'll have to wait till next week. Um, which next week we're going to do chapters 10 through 13, name TBD, Mm -hmm. but that's what's coming up next. Yay. Yay. This was such an exciting bunch of chapters. I know. It's hard to stop here. Yep. Yep. But anyway, well, hope you guys enjoyed, um, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. 
please rate, review, and subscribe and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at at Furies and Fangirls. Jump in on the conversation and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.